Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey guys, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. Life is an epic journey and we want to live it passionately as God has designed us to live it. We want a life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. And so we are intentionally shaping our lives together here as we journey together on this podcast. Right now in season two, we're shaping our lives by reading through together the books of Luke and Acts. And today we're on Luke chapter three. I hope you've been enjoying this journey. If you have, make sure you're sharing it with other people. Share it on social media, tell a friend, pass the link along, make a comment on the Facebook post or on the website comment section. Get a conversation started as we journey together because this journey is better when it's done in community and that's how we want to travel together is in community. So let's get right in and dig in here to Luke chapter 3 for today's podcast. Now, Luke chapter 3 could actually be divided up into two halves. In the first half, we have the account of John the Baptist, his ministry, and how he relates to Jesus. We also have Jesus' baptism. Then in the second half, we have quite a lengthy genealogy that demonstrates who Jesus is, where he's come from, and ultimately links him back to Adam. Now, we're going to deal in today's podcast with the first half of Luke chapter 3. We're looking at John the Baptist and his relationship with Jesus. Now, there's one word that really describes John the Baptist's relationship to Jesus, and that is humility. Now, John is a prophet, by all rights, proclaiming the coming of the Messiah. He's the one making a way out in the wilderness, uh, proclaiming the Messiah. Some even think he is the Messiah, which he very quickly just silences any talk about that. As a matter of fact, he goes on to say that, you know, the one who's coming after me, Jesus, is more powerful than I. In fact, I'm not even worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandal. Now, there is a very uh, uh, much a cultural setting for what John says that adds even more power to those words. And this was, this was it. You know, a slave in that day and age was required to do all sorts of things for their master. But in ancient writings, we have described for us that one of the tasks that a slave hated to do the most was to have to take off their master's sandals. Now, there was a rabbinic saying at the time, and then that rabbinic saying, it said, every service which a slave performs for his master shall a disciple do for his teacher. So in other words, a teacher um, who had disciples, the disciples were expected to do for their teacher everything a slave would do for their master, except the loosing of his sandal thong. I mean, it was a job that was so detested by slaves that the disciples were not required to do that. They were not required to untie the thong of their teacher's sandal. So now you come to John. He says, there's one coming after me who is more powerful than I, 
and I am not even worthy to stoop down and untie his sandal. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. This is the job everyone detested, no one wanted to do. John says, I'm not worthy to even do for him that which no one wants to do. I'm not even worthy. I mean, this is humility. John had a very solid grasp on who Jesus was, who this person, his power, his majesty, um, who he was and who he is. And humbly, he says, I'm not even worthy. I'm not even worthy to do that for which you don't want to do for your teacher or for your master. Now, that's humility. And so the first thing we get from this chapter is we are called, are invited to reflect upon how we view Jesus. Do we treat Jesus with that same kind of humility? Do we treat him in such a way that says, we know he is greater than I am. We know he is this powerful, awesome, majestic Lord. And I think we need that vision of Jesus as a reminder of who it is we're serving and how important it is that we want to follow him as he's called us to, which leads us into the next part. John differentiates his ministry from the ministry that Jesus is bringing. He says, I've baptized, I just baptized you with water, but there is one, the one coming after me will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. And so he says, you know, man, I, I just, I'm just using water, but man, there's one that's coming, coming after me and who is more powerful than I, this one that is more powerful is, is, is one who, I mean, the, the, the difference between water and fire, you know, um, is, is magnificent. And this thought of baptizing with the spirit and with fire has this thought behind it of power, this thought of transformation that, that comes with that. And, and so I want you to think about that for just a second. You know, the Holy Spirit is the one whom Luke will go on to describe for us throughout his gospel and throughout Acts. We'll begin to see how the Holy Spirit empowers, how the Holy Spirit leads and gives wisdom, how the Holy Spirit guides. So when we're baptized with the Holy Spirit, we begin to gain these things as the Holy Spirit uh, takes over our lives and, and leads our lives. But there's also this idea of fire. Now, fire has holds two places in Scripture. One is a place of purification. Uh, there's the idea that's built up that fire purifies the metal, purifies the gold, refines it by burning away the dross and leaving behind the pure metal. So, Fire has within it this idea of purification. It also has within it the idea of judgment, uh, the idea, and, and which is developed just a couple verses down here in chapter three when he talks about burning away the chaff, burning away that that is is not the pure wheat. And so you have this this term that has both, and that is that in Christ, yes, there is this judgment that says. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But then there's this grace, this purification that comes that as Jesus has given his life for us, 
we're given new life. And so Jesus comes to baptize us with this Holy Spirit who empowers us to be the people we want to be, while at the same time purifying our lives to make us holy. And so we humbly submit our lives to him so that he can do that, because to allow the Holy Spirit to have control of our lives, to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us, to transform us, to cleanse us, all requires humility. It requires us being willing to give up our ideas of who we are, to receive and claim Jesus's idea of who we are, and to reclaim that new identity in him, and to allow him to do this work in us through his Holy Spirit to purify us and to make us into the people he created us to be. Now, when that happens, we start to live unleashed because, see, it's in that place where we just submit to God, to his Holy Spirit, to his guidance, to his work in our lives, where we will start to experience this peace that passes all understanding, this joy that is unspeakable, this freedom that we've never known before. Because, you know, the uh, John says, those whom the Son has set free are free indeed. And so we want this this joy, this hope, this peace, this freedom. And it comes when we fully submit our lives, humbly submit our lives to the power of the Holy Spirit to work in us. We're baptized with the Holy Spirit with fire. Our lives are purified, transformed, renewed because we've humbly submitted. Just as John recognized who Jesus was, says, I'm not even worthy to untie his sandal. So my question for for you today is, how do you view Jesus? Do you have this glorious view of who our Lord is that, that leaves you with this humbly coming before him and says, man, I'm not worthy of you, Lord. I'm not worthy, but I thank you. And so I just, I just humbly submit my life to you. Please, Holy Spirit, come in. Come in and cleanse me, purify me, transform me, lead me, teach me, show me. Help me to live a life that will bring glory and honor to you. And that is Living Unleashed. Hey, I'm glad you've joined us today. I hope you're really digging in deep as we go through these chapters of Luke. Tomorrow we'll be on Luke chapter 4. Don't forget to like the the posts on Facebook, share them, uh, share this site with other folks, invite them along on the journey with you. Get conversations going with family and friends as you read through the book of Luke together. So, hey, this is Jeremy. I hope you have a great day. Uh, Keep on living unleashed as we journey together on this epic journey of life, reading Luke and Acts together. And I just pray you have an awesome and an amazing day. See you tomorrow.